0: Welcome to the Loyola Greyhound Podcast. I'm Jason Johnson, the Director of Video Production for Loyola Athletics. Join us as our guests will range from coaches, trainers, athletic administrators, and student athletes. Today, I am joined by two members of the Loyola Sports Medicine Department, John Hoffman, the Director of Sports Performance, and Kathleen Tamburino, an athletic trainer with the Greyhounds. With the ever-changing nature of sports medicine, especially during this current time, John and Kathleen give us insights on how Loyola is best adapting for the benefit, safety, and health of all our Loyola student-athletes. Here we go. Presented by the Pinnacle Advisory Group. John and Kathleen, thanks for joining me. Uh, I'm going to jump right in here. The first thing I want to ask is that the last few years have seen a massive technological boom. How has that affected sports medicine? Um, What are some complications, uh, but what are some benefits that came from that? And John, why don't you kick us off here?
1: One thing we didn't used to use is is, as much social media, and I think it's given an opportunity for high-level athletes to show off all the cool things they're doing uh, for recovery and nutrition, and I, I think it's a neat way for the rest of us to look at that and say, Wow, you must have a lot of free time and a lot of free money if you're doing things like that. There's also been just huge advances in using X-ray and MRI digitally that can be accessed off the internet, so we can look at images and we can send them to doctors and, and talk about them without having to pick up a big X-ray film and drive over to the hospital. So that's been a huge advantage, especially now when uh, you know walking into a hospital isn't a great idea. And um, Kathleen might be able to speak some more on our telehealth processes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think we've, you know, we've gotten to the point where you can have telehealth visits, um, and that's a relatively easy thing to schedule. You can see a doctor, you know, schedule same day, see a doctor, talk about what's going on. Um, and I think our student athletes are starting to utilize that and seeing that even with our uh, team physician now, but also they're utilizing us via virtual visits. I have Facetimes, I have Zooms. Um, for all those student athletes that aren't able to be with us right now this fall, it's an easy way for us to get on and me to look at what's going on. And, you know, I might not be able to put my hands on the injury and do a full evaluation, but I can give them an idea of what I think is going on and whether they need to go see someone at home or if I can give them rehab that I can send them via PDF or videos or what that might be.
0: With an uncertainty over when a sport will start or not, Say one could start soon, one could start a lot later. We're not sure. Even though there's a focus for all the athletes, how are we treating, say, soccer versus basketball? And what are the different ways we're going about different teams and what their needs are at this time?
2: I think that from my perspective, speaking with the soccer teams, I'm working with both of them right now. um, Every day is a battle, right? So every day I might ask, today I asked a women's soccer player, I said, well, what do you think about the spring? Do what's the what's the dynamic on the team today, and so while there are plans for that spring season, we do know that COVID has taken taken some of that away in the past relatively abruptly, and so I think that there is definitely the conversation to be open with the student athletes to say how are you feeling about this today, and some days they might be really positive, and other days they might be down about it, and I think that that's okay, Um, and I think allowing them to express that is really important, but also planning for both scenarios right so if someone has an injury now okay if we have a spring season we're planning for you to be back by February if we don't have a spring season we have all this time to get you back to this percentage and you have this many more months to really focus and stay in tune and stay in touch with that care to get you ready for the fall season
1: I think some of the coaches have done a really good job on this they don't know Know exactly what's going to happen. It's a great opportunity to build relationships. It's a great opportunity to work on basic things like strength and skill and shooting. So I think our coaches have um, really thought a lot about this and, and are doing the right things with our student athletes in many cases.
0: What are some misconceptions you think are out there right now with sports medicine, with COVID-19 and restrictions that we currently have in place?
2: Um, I think that athletic training and sports medicine has made a shift. And I think you'll see that you know with anyone who is here with us this fall or maybe those people that aren't right so the people that aren't they're not getting the hands-on care that they would have gotten um, and the people that are we might not be doing the same hands-on treatment right I might be across a room giving them instructions and um, not doing that as having as much close contact or doing as many hands-on manual therapies that we might have done in the past and we also just don't have the same number of student athletes in the athletic training room at the same time, because we are trying to limit that, that indoor treatment and how many people are compacted into one room. So there's certainly a shift. Um, I also think that we're doing a lot of things that relate to COVID and contact tracing and doing things that I never knew would be part of my job description, but they are part of my job description as they should be. We're here to help our student athletes in whatever medical needs they may need.
1: So two interesting trends that are going on in sports medicine right now. One is the concept of load management, and the other is the concept of all this recovery. And there's some really cool recovery things from vibrating massage guns to boots that fill up with air or hot water or cold water or different types of cold plunge treatments and cryo saunas and infrared things. So there's really a lot of cool stuff. And the research doesn't support the use of most of those things, but the research does very clearly support the use of this load management. The idea that avoiding sudden spikes in training um, can really do a lot to prevent injuries, both in individuals and teams. So I think it's interesting to look at how much load management might be able to be helpful to our teams, especially coming out of quarantine and isolation and, and long, long periods of time without professional training. And then also counsel against not every cool recovery thing, can go back and fix an injury that maybe happened from training too much too soon.
0: So Loyola has a relatively new partnership with a medical provider being LifeBridge Health. And uh, what has that relationship been like with everything that's going on? How have, how's that communication been? Um, how have you guys been working together to make sure that athletes get what they need?
1: So this started off with a little bit of a challenge because we didn't have a normal summer and we're not having a Big, huge, normal fall with tons of fun soccer games and volleyball games and cross country and lots of stuff going on. But Lifebridge has been really helpful arranging to have on campus clinics with Dr. Bennett, our team orthopedic surgeon. And Dr. Tob has filled in uh, doing some PCP clinics for us, has been great. And Dr. Mike Wetmore from NovaCare Physical Therapy, he's been on campus three times a week and he's really just jumped in and, and treated um, dozens of patients this fall. And the physical therapy is going very well. We've been able to support them and they've definitely been uh, supportive of us this fall.
0: Overall, how would you say sports medicine and athletic training at Loyola, how has that been going? Uh, How have you guys been doing with being creative, uh, with coming up with new and unique ways to provide the things that are needed for our student-athletes here?
1: I think the university has erred on the side of safety at every uh, juncture, and I think that's great. I, I really admire administration for doing that. I think there's been a lot of opportunity c- to communicate and collaborate with other people from other departments whom I may never have got to meet if it wasn't for this pandemic. And I also want to mention how adaptable the students have been. The students we do have on campus who are showing up at 630 in the morning to lift outdoors at Ridley on the concourse. Mm-hmm. Hey, some amazing work being done early morning in the cold. I'm really impressed. I'm impressed by how they just jumped in and got after it. Um, so a little shout out to them.
2: I think that you know as I mentioned we're doing a lot of FaceTiming a lot of Zooming and so some of it is that I have to demonstrate exercises that I would normally do in person and it's figuring out how to do that and kind of getting creative because most people don't have access to a gym don't have access to all of the equipment we would have here so our student-athletes that aren't here you know are maybe getting a little bit different care but it is being creative and kind of using everything that we have. I create PDFs that might have images and descriptions or send them videos to use, um, to, to get through what they're dealing with even though they're not here in person with us.
0: Yeah, real quickly, just something that I noticed is the use of the Ridley concourse. It's uh, up very high with a lot of moving air, free-throwing air. It's outside and turning that into a weight room for student athletes to come and train uh, where they're not all bunched up together and they're not in a uh, confined area. This is just a a very unique way to make sure that uh, weightlifting and weight training is happening
1: really impressed with our strength staff. They had a good meeting where they all got together and decided how they could make this work. And they jumped in and they moved like 8,000 pounds of weights up to the concourse. So I'm really impressed how they uh, got it done this fall under less than perfect
2: conditions. I think it's great how adaptable everyone has been. You know, there's days when we might have to cancel a practice or we might have to change something and you know everyone has been willing to help out and it, and everyone wants the best for our student athletes and so i think there's you know the understanding that every day is not going to be perfect there might be a day when you know it's raining and the concourse is not not usable or it is freezing out there today teams are still doing their best you know to to make it what it is and and as john said our strength coaches have done a really good job um, working together and working with that and also being creative because they might not have every piece of equipment that they want. And so I think the understanding and of the coaches and the strength coaches and the student athletes has really been great. Um, and and kind of brought us more together than it has before.
0: All right, John and Kathleen, thank you so much for joining me. It was great talking with you and giving me some of those insights that I I didn't know. Uh, I'm sure our listeners are really excited to uh, hear about the things that are going on with the Greyhounds and and how we're moving moving forward, making the best of our opportunities and providing the absolute best we can for safety and health with our student-athletes. Thanks, Jason. This podcast was brought to you by the Pinnacle Advisory Group, which offers clients active investment management and in-depth financial planning to help them achieve the financial peace of mind that they have earned. Pinnacle Advisory Group is located in Maryland, where it has operated for more than 25 years. Call 410-995-6630 to speak with a certified wealth manager
2: today.